This is the Agora's Next Podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got my great co-host, Dag, with me. How you doing, Dag? I'm doing excellent, man. Just winding down another long day of doing Agora shit. Having a nice can of wine. <laughs> nice can of wine. I've got a... Yeah, that sounds weird to say. <laughs> I've got an angry orchard today, so uh, that's some hard cider would be nice for once. But so, so. Before we get into it tonight, uh, give our usual shout out to our sponsor, Presearch. Uh, you can find them on our site, agorasnexus.com slash search. Uh, we might get a little affiliate kickback if you do that. Otherwise, you can check them out at presearch.org. Uh, really spectacular search engine, guys. Uh, they don't spy on you. There's no censorship. You earn crypto just by using it, which is actually really cool. And the value of the crypto is actually pretty nice. So it's kind of like getting paid to you know, use their product in search, whereas like, you know, Google and them get paid for you to use their stuff. So it's really nice to be able to turn that around and, uh, and make a little bit on your end. Yeah. And I, I really love how, how seamless their search engine is. You can easily switch between, um, different search engines. It makes it really nice. Like if, if like DuckDuckGo doesn't have what I'm looking for, then, you know, something else will for sure. So yeah. And then, then their search engine's cool too, for sure. And I key, really like that. Stake and, coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that. It has the, uh, the coin, coin gecko and stuff like that as a search option for it, because it's just so easy to just check, you know, check your prices and, and, and all that on, on, on your different cryptos. So that's really, that's really cool. I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, with that said, speaking of cryptos, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to do a Bitcoin cash episode. I know, I know shit coin, but just, just bear with me guys. And ECH maximalist episode, <laughs> no maximalism here. Like I, I like, <laughs> I like, I like everything. So almost everything, not XRP, but anyways, yeah. You know, I, I would say like, you know, if you don't like Bitcoin cash, that's fine. But you know, Try to keep an open mind, right? Like, like you know, we were all statist once, and and we all thought that 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 anarchy could never work, and that those were those guys who just threw Molotov cocktails through windows and shit. So, so yeah, just just try to keep an open mind, and and you know, hear me out, and you know, if you want to give me the benefit of the doubt too, that would be great. Maybe some donuts, you know, I'll take I'll take I'll take a double cheese too. So, anything about cheeseburgers. <laughs> we're uh, we're not talking we're not necessarily talking trash about other coins or anything here we're just um you know highlighting some features and everything so you know yeah so like brandon said don't uh, don't get upset yeah yeah so um the whole point of this episode is not to bash other coins i don't even want to mention many other coins i just really want to focus on what bitcoin cash brings and i think the reason why i will i love Bitcoin Cash so much is because it is it is my my I think it is my favorite coin and that is because and I you know I there you know I know you're gonna say oh you know Roger Ver told you to say that but 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 it, it's true it's true in my opinion you know Bitcoin Cash today and that, this could change tomorrow and I you know tomorrow I could hate Bitcoin Cash but. Because I mean, the crypto landscape changes so quickly, right? Like Ethereum had low fees a, a couple months ago, and I and I loved Ethereum, and I still love Ethereum. But right now, I think the average, what was the average transaction fee, Dag? Um, um, for Ethereum, when I looked it up this afternoon, was twenty three eighteen, uh, which is significant. Yeah, it's. I mean, 
you know, it's, it's, I, I love Ethereum, but, uh, but um, if there's something that I don't like, I'm, I'm going to call it out, you know, 23, 23.18, that's absurd for a uh, transaction fee. And yeah, I spent 18 last night on a BTC transaction, which, you know, got to move it. You got to move it, you know, but it, it, it still kind of stings. You know what I mean? That's a, it's not inexpensive. So it is, it is costly. So and we do want to try to save as as much wealth as possible. But I think, I think, and I didn't get to this before. But but the reason why I love Bitcoin Cash so much is because today it is the most economic. Um, if there's one coin that brings the most economic freedom to the world, it is Bitcoin Cash, and that's because it, it is very easily transferable, extremely low fees, still a tenth of a penny. It's got so many features, tokens. They're going to be doing smart contracts. You've got mixers. You can't do mixers on on BTC right now because a mixer would cost you, you know, quite a bit. So, and a mixer, mixer for them. You know, I really feel like to start this, maybe we should do um, like a five minute like overview of some of this in case we have some listeners who aren't super familiar with, um, with what we're talking about. Um, as far as like, you know, like, like BCH and maybe like the original fork and what was it like uh 17? Do, do you think that'd be a good idea? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get sure. Yeah. We can do that, but I don't want to get too, well, too. I know. Cause we, cause we I'm not, spend like an hour on that and I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. That and it, I mean, there's still like a sour taste in some people's mouth from, from that split. And like, we're, I'm really not trying to like have a debate about like, BTC versus Bitcoin Cash, like that debate is just, you know, I'm not trying to do that. I just want to focus on Bitcoin Cash, but to go. How about you give me like 20 seconds, 20 seconds to talk about it from somebody who's, you know, new at this. Um, Just because I do know we have some listeners who, you know, aren't um, aren't up to speed on this. So how about we just say this? How about we say, you know, Bitcoin Cash basically came into being because, yeah, there was there was issues with uh, the transaction fees on on regular BTC. So they shuffled some stuff around as far as, you know, technical stuff aside, some block sizes and uh, and things like that, that allowed them to transfer more data in a block, making transaction costs less. And now we have BCH. Yeah. And that's is that good. Is that accurate? Yeah. That's the, the BCH side of it. Yes. So <laughs> B- okay, great. Bitcoin Cash wanted to solve the transaction fees by just raising the block limit. Yeah. And so um, that's, that 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 that's all. I think that's that's sufficient. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you know, BTC wanted to add another layer, um, which is called Lightning Network. But yeah, so with that aside, I mean, I think the the fees on Lightning Network are still like ten cents or something. So, and I know people say that's low, but I mean, I want the most economic freedom for the world, and like, you know. People in Africa, I mean, ten cents can go a long way for them. So you do that a couple of times for them, and it's it's you know it's it's not something that they can use to where like you know you have a fee like with Bitcoin Cash, tenth of a penny. I think that that's that's something that 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 they can that they can use in their everyday lives. So so that's really my main argument is like I'm not even trying to ar- I don't want to say argument because I'm not trying to argue, but I just. I just want as you know many people to be able to use it as possible. The more users you have, I mean, naturally, naturally, you're going to see more merchants and then you're going to see more demand for the coin. So, so I mean, you know, eventually, 
eventually the the price sh- should go up. But but yeah. So, so so where do we start? Yeah. So where do we start? What do you want to start with, Dak? Well, uh, do we, you you just mentioned like a usability and merchants and stuff like that, and that I feel you you know you know for me and of course you know I'm I'm generally a little a little new to this. I'm not much in the way of investing. You know when I'm using you know crypto, I'm using it to use it, and I definitely have been liking Bitcoin Cash. Uh, it is usable all over the place. You know what I mean? It is one of the more common ones. So I really like that. So why don't we talk about merchant uh, merchant services? Because obviously that is that is really important. Uh, I guess we should say, you know, you mentioned like people in Africa and bringing economic freedom to all sorts of people and stuff. So having it be available to use, you know, by, by everyone is very important. You know, it's not just, yeah, man, maybe like, not just people who have access to a computer all the time or whatever. So yeah, I, I mean, know, man, riff on that. Well, you know, you, you, you know, you don't need to run your own node, which, which I like. I mean, people are all, all around the world, you know, especially in poor countries are, aren't going to be able to do that. And it's super, you know, the transactions are, you know, super affordable. I think, you know, you know, with that, it's like, you know, I, I love, I love humanity and, and I want everybody, everybody to be able to use it. And I want everybody to be able to live as, as free as possible. And, you know, that's really like my main drive for Bitcoin Cash. And, you know, Bitcoin Cash does have the most brick and mortar locations, you know, the, the most brick and mortar locations, physical lo- locations around the world. They do have the most merchant adoption. So really, even more the BTC, I guess like a lot of like merchants and stuff might have a hard time with like BTC because of the transaction costs. Huh? So I guess I guess what would we do assume they'd probably be like um, BCH and maybe like Dash or something are probably the most common. I don't want to say Dash because I mean I know that they've got some merchant adoption in Venezuela, but so mm-hmm. does so does Bitcoin Cash. Okay, I know up in the uh, like New England and stuff, they have a they have a lot of a uh, merchant adoption up there and stuff as well. Uh, and they also share low transaction fees. Oh right, like in New Hampshire and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Free State Project kind of stuff. Yeah. So Bitcoin Cash is number one in Japan today. Bitcoin Cash is number one in Australia. They're very used in Venezuela, along with Dash. I'm not saying Dash is not used in Venezuela. Sure. They, I think they're they're number one in. I think they're. Don't quote me on this, but they, I think they're number one in Thailand, and then um, <clears throat> lots of places in Europe. Bitcoin Cash is number one in terms of. Um, remember, this is in terms of like physical merchant locations and well i mean australia they're the number one used bitcoin cash is the number one used cryptocurrency in australia like if you look at every bitcoin cash transaction i think hayden auto had like a chart on it because he's from australia so like he you know he looks into that stuff but anyways my main thing is like it is you know in terms of brick and mortar locations it has the most and that brings me to another point economically and and I know I'm going to bring this up again, but I wrote an article on Agorist Nexus called "The Properties of Money in Cryptocurrency." the the most the most the most important property of money is medium of exchange. So if you have the the most physical locations that accept it, you're most likely to be one of the number one. You know, they're, pro, they're you know in my opinion they're going to be number one in terms of medium of exchange 
that is because they are the cheapest. The most people are going to be able to use it, even in poor countries. Uh, you don't have to run nodes. You don't have to do anything. All their wallets and apps are super easy. A lot of people accept it. Almost every website, if a website's taking crypto, the, I mean, it's like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and like something, something else, like Coin or Dash or something. Like the, you know, those are the ones. So, so yeah, uh, it sounded like you wanted to say something. I'm really good at cutting Dag off, so <laughs> it's I, all good, man. I'm, I'm good at that. Um, I was, uh, I was basically just gonna um, say that, yeah, man. You know, when you're talking about medium of exchange, uh, you know, transaction fees really play a lot into that because that's you know, it's exchangeability or usability. You know, if you were using something like let's go to like an old school something like butter. You know what I mean? Easily divisible, et cetera, et cetera. But let's say every time you slice a chunk off of your block of butter, you know, um, a quarter pound, I don't know, melted away or vanished, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to make many, you know, purchases, you know? So it's, you know, just, you know, same kind of thing, you know, when you lose a big portion of it, you know, making purchases, it makes it a, you know, makes it, makes it easier, more usable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if you're like, you know, in one of these poorer countries, and you know, I really feel feel for people who have to who are born and and have to have to live in those countries. But um, it's it has. I mean, it, the you know, regardless of of what side you're on, um, the high transaction fees have affected Bitcoin. We see that because Steam, the gaming platform, used to accept Bitcoin. They don't, and they even said we can't can no longer accept it because of the high transaction fees. Same with Microsoft used to, used to accept it. I think uh, Newegg used to accept it and, and they said it was because of the fees. And that's what these companies are saying. Like I'm not putting words in, in their mouth. Like I'm not speculating. Like that's what these companies said. And, you know, so high transaction fees, high transaction fees make it so that your currency loses traction as a medium of, of exchange and a medium of exchange is the most important property of money. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm currently, um, yeah, I'll tell the audience about it here in another episode or two um, when it's ready to launch, but I'm currently working on a website and I'm accepting crypto and I'm actually considering not accepting BTC right now just because like, just like 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 what I have to say, oh, send an extra twenty bucks just to make sure transaction fees are covered or whatever, you know? It's like that's just that's just silly. I shouldn't have to worry about that. I shouldn't have to have a disclaimer for my customers about anything like that. You know what I mean? It should just be like pay for it <laughs> and it should be easy and quick. Um Well that- So just uh, you know, just just to back up what you were saying there. Yeah, I mean, well, that's another thing too, is that like with Bitcoin, you don't know. And you know this is coming from people from from business people, right? Like I've I've had two companies in the past. I think Dag's got a couple companies, right? So, I mean, you know, and and on some of the stuff that we we sell and have sold, um, the margins are are kind of small. So it's like, you know, you take away my profit and make me lose money if the transaction fees are are really high. So it's like, I don't know if I can use this thing. And then there's that aspect where it's like, it's that aspect where it's like, okay, you don't know, right? Like, did we know uh, a couple weeks ago that, um, that, you know, that yesterday or today of all days would be the day that, that, that Bitcoin was $18, a transaction fee? No, we, you know, so 
there's no there's no telling there's no telling how much the fee is going to be, and there's no telling and there's no telling how long the right. transaction fee is going to take. Or the right, um, and I don't I don't feel right asking transfer. my customer to pay that fee. You know, <laughs> like they shouldn't have to worry about that. You know, I don't say, oh, you're buying a thirty dollar item for me. You know, I don't want it to cost them fifty. <laughs> you know, that's that's not what I want as a merchant either. You know, yeah, you don't want to pass on costs you know? and stuff. And um, right, I mean, obviously we do to some extent, but you know, when we have an option, why would we? Well, and the thing too is like, um, you know, people say, well, use use a certain Lightning wallet. And, you know, your fees will only be like 10 or 20 cents, right? If you use a certain Lightning wallet. But it's like, okay, well, if I take it off Lightning Network and I go to an exchange, then I'm going to get hit with the fees. So, and then if I do need to change it out for, for fiat or they're like, well, just keep it in Bitcoin. And it's like, well, there are going to be times where merchants do need fiat. There are going to be times where merchants do need to trade out for another cryptocurrency. And, um, you know, a big reason for this is, is the fees or the, you know, the thing, the thing too, is that if the fees were low a couple of years ago and they weren't high and they just raised the block size, everybody would be taking Bitcoin right now. And we wouldn't have to be worrying about changing it out and doing all this stuff and having certain, wallets that help us with channels or whatever so but yeah we wouldn't have to change it out as much if all these companies were accepting bitcoin like like they used to so well there's you know if we do get to something a little more um you know standardized a little more universally accepted which you know i think it'll flush out in time you know to be honest the stage we're in now you know where this is still kind of new right it's like i kind of like the idea that there's six thousand competing cryptocurrencies you know and obviously the vast majority of them are probably not worth you know uh messing with but like you know just i like that idea because it's like it's kind of like you know it's it's kind of like the beauty of the market happening right like some of them they have there's different uses for different ones there's different pros and cons to different different ones and it's like ideally you know in a good market scenario the best ones rise to the top right and then we get we get the few that are you know the most used or, or most universal when you might even end up you know i mean i imagine that we might end up with a you know maybe a few you know a couple half a dozen you know that for different purposes or different parts of the world or, or whatever you know that people people might end up using you know a little more regularly but who knows i mean i'm just guessing i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm just guessing <laughs> and some of that's just because it seems fun to me but yeah i mean you know, i don't have an issue with there being different ones for you know different different coins competing with each other or just simply to serve different purposes you know but i think that i think ultimately the best ones will rise to the top you know the ones that are easiest to use the ones that work the best for people and uh, and, and all that and, and i do think that them being simple will be very important too you know like when we start talking about like lightning network and stuff like um i don't know man it's just that's I'm still kind of learning this, but most of it's getting pretty easy. But when we start talking about like different lightning network and stuff, it's adds a different, an extra layer to it. That is a little bit beyond me at this point. So like the old standard, we like to say when it's so easy that grandma can use it, you know, that's a ways down the road when we're dealing with extra layers, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the simple wallets I use uh, for, for BCH or whatever, they're, they're simple. You know, they were surprisingly simple. I was very, intimidated to get into it and now that i have like it's simple i have like old folks who are friends of mine i'm talking about like no let me let me get you set up with crypto you know because they know that they know that fiat you know they know that the that usd is garbage they know they're losing money you know with all their savings and stuff so you know um 
you know, I'm excited to share that with people. And I think I can, I think I can teach someone who's 70, you know, to use, to use BCH. I think it's, it's in enough places. There's enough apps that work with it. Uh, there's enough simple apps that work with it. And yeah, I, I really like it in that regard. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with all that. Um, yeah, you don't have to like worry about, Oh, well, you know, you're going to want a cheap, cheap fee. So you're going to want this one certain wallet. And, you know, when you take your first transaction to open up a channel and it's just like, I don't know, you know, uh, somebody on Twitter was like, yeah, you know, open up a lightning wallet and I'll show you. And I mean, it was like, it was like, you know, it was pretty simple, but there was like a little comp, like there was something that I haven't seen before, but, but yeah, for the most part, it was, it was pretty simple. And, but like, again, like my concern, even though the, the fees were 10 cents and I, you know, personally, I think 10 cents is too high, especially if we're talking about um, extremely poor countries. Like I want to onboard as many people as possible. So yeah, I want all the poor people to, to use it. Like more users mean that, you know, mean that there's more demand for the crypto. So um, I've got a question. Maybe you can answer this or maybe you can't. Why? Okay. Are, are, are fees um, on transactions? Are they like, you know, like, like it's like an average price. Do they go, do they correspond to like the amount that you're sending? Or is it like, if I'm sending a dollar, it's, you know, 10 cents or if I'm sending $20, it's 10 cents. I mean, I can't say this for all cryptos, but for like Bitcoin cash, like if you send, mm-hmm. if you send like a million dollars, it should, it should be around that 10th of a penny. Okay. It's, it's still the same five, price. Cause yeah. If you send $5, it'll still be at that, that Tenth of because, a penny. Because that's significant. Because if we're talking like like the way credit cards work, we're like, okay, it's like two percent of like a purchase. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that's that it's basically the same across the spectrum. Where if it's something where it's like 10 cents a purchase, let's say that's standard, it's just 10 cents a purchase, right? Or a transaction, that could either be a very good rate or a very bad rate, right? Depending on the amount of the purchase. You know, if you're buying something that costs 25 cents, 10 cent transaction fees a lot. If you're buying something that costs, you know, eight thousand dollars. 10 cents transaction fee is basically nothing, right? Yeah. You know, so, so then that goes back to, again, if we're talking about, you know, people in poor parts of the world, then that really makes a big difference. Whereas, and I I don't know if it's something people could work into something else like a percentage, but at any rate, that does make a big difference though, um, depending on the the type of purchase and how you're using it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think it does make a difference and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you want, you want as many users as possible for anything. Like if, if you've got a website, you want as many people to come to that website as possible. You want to make it as easy as possible and as cheap as possible to onboard as, as many people as possible. And, and you know, okay, so I guess my thing is, is like, I want to be able to do as much stuff with the, do as much stuff with the coin as possible. So like trying to send a small amount to another lightning wallet is, you know, I, I was playing around with it and I'm just like, I don't know. And, um, and then I, then you take your Bitcoin to an exchange and you're going off, you're going outside of lightning network back to on chain and trying to switch it for another crypto. And then you get hit with those high fees again. So it's like, they're still, it's in my opinion, it's still limited. So, so I, you know, okay. So let's say we're somebody in, um, you know, in a, in a poor part of the world. All right. And let's say that we, you know, we're able to use, you know, BCH. I mean, basically, you know, it's like Sal talks about become your own bank. You know, they don't have access to a bank. So if somebody can just have access to a BCH wallet, then they can, it's basically the same thing as having a bank account that they're in, you know, pretty much complete control of. And, you know, you wouldn't even need to own a computer, right? You wouldn't even need to visit the same computer 
twice to do your banking, right? Like as long as they have that mnemonic, you know, phrase memorized, right? They can bank from anywhere. So, you know, is, is that, do you, I guess what I'm getting at is that kind of what Sal's talking about when he says become, you know, become your own bank. And of course you could be talking about more like, you know, it's going to be a little different uh, dynamic, you know, let's say, you know, here in the U S than let's say like a third world country, but let's for a second, let's do talk about like poor parts of the world. Um, would that basically be how you would become your own bank? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, the great thing is, is to get a crypto wallet, and a, a lot of these people, they can't even prove that they exist. They don't have birth certificates. They don't have. Um, you don't have an ID. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like three. I forget how. Like it's 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 either a billion or, you know, I forget how many billions of 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 people don't don't have birth certificates. They can't. They don't have IDs. They can't prove that that they even exist. And um, and I forget how many how many billions of people that is. But I know it's at least a billion. And you know, and so this gives them the ability and, you know, the people that can't prove that they, that they exist, they're usually like really dirt poor. So this gives them the ability to be their own bank. Essentially, they can they can open up a wallet without ID that they don't have. And it takes like two seconds, you know, no ID, no, you don't have to sign something. You don't have all these this these regulations. You just open up account, memorize your phase, your you know your phrase or whatever um and you're good you know and so so you know i do think i do think crypto i do think crypto should should be for everyone i um otherwise they don't really have any way to store their wealth you know i mean their their only other options are livestock you know or I'm just picturing like a crown royal bag with like some coins in it, you know, that is then, you know, stealable or, or whatever, you know? So it's, it's really like their only option to store wealth in some way that isn't physically attached to them. You know, uh, I, I, unless I'm missing something, I can't think of another way. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. And, you know, in terms of like being your own bank, you know, if there is a problem with the government and the government wants to, um, you know, there have been governments that have, well, the, well, the, just, well, here, well just, look at Greece, look at Greece, right? Greece took their banks, like basically they did like a bail-in and they, they, um, they like took half of the customer's money and, and said, you can only take out like a hundred or two out of an ATM a day. And, um, and then there was inflation. Everyone wanted to go to the banks, but they, um, but they couldn't. And, um, you know, it was, it was horrible. So, you know, there, stuff like this happens. And when you're your own bank, you know, you have, you're basically, and, you know, every, every drug dealer will tell you, you know, if you cut out the middleman, you're going to save, you're going to save, you know, you're going to save wealth, you're going to save value. So you're basically cutting out the middleman. Like a, a bank is just basically, okay, um, this bank is going to, you know, transfer this amount to that person's bank account. They're the, they're the intermediary. With crypto, you're cutting out that middleman and you're saying, okay, I'm going to send my money directly to somebody else and we don't need an, an it's peer-to-peer, we don't need an intermediary. So, so there's that. And then, and then, yeah, the, I mean, when you hold your own keys to your crypto, and I don't recommend getting crypto through, do not get crypto through like Robinhood or, or PayPal because you, you can't even take it, you can't even take it out of PayPal or out of 
Robin Hood. But when you own your when you own your own keys, nobody can, you know, if nobody else knows your keys, which hopefully they don't, they won't be able to take your money. You know, whether it's a government or a bank or whoever. So so it's uh, yeah, be your own bank. But we you know, hear stories all the time about people like you get arrested for something and then they freeze all your bank accounts and you can't even like afford to hire a lawyer because the government's holding your money, <laughs> you know, because they have, you know, such connections to the banks, they can just do that. So, you know, what, you know, there's just, it, yeah. it's, a, it's another great way to keep your wealth secret. It's like um, that gym. It's like that have access to it. It's like with what just happened with that gym in, um, in New Jersey, the government, I don't know if it, I think it was like state, state or city. I can't, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of which one at, at the moment, but I'm not familiar with the story. Um, basically, okay. So you're not familiar with the story. Well, let me tell everybody real quick. Then there's this gym that like decided to stay open during, during COVID and they didn't want to, they didn't want to shut down. And, um, so I think it was the, the governor anyways, anyways, basically the government told them was like giving them fines, sending police in there, like, you know, constantly, um, stuff like that. And they're like, no, like this unconstitutional, like, like you can't do this. And so, so like they had all this money for like lawyer fees and stuff. They weren't even charging their customers. They're just like the, the gym is free and open to all customers during COVID or whatever. We just want to help you guys out to stay healthy. And anyways, all the money in their bank account was like pretty much going towards lawyer fees so that they could stay open. And the government froze those accounts and and took everything out. So so now they couldn't do anything. So these Bitcoin Cash guys made a like a GoFundMe for for Bitcoin Cash and everyone's donating Bitcoin Cash to this gym. Um let me look this up real quick. I think it's called like Attila Gym or something. Google. Oh that's awesome man. Or, let me use pre-search. Pre-search is better. Attila Gym. Take a sip from my pre-search coffee mug while you uh, look that up. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, that joke never gets old. I love it. <laughs> yeah, New Jersey gym. Yeah, Tilly's gym find more than $130,000. I thought it was in New Jersey where like the owners came and like kicked like the like the cops had barricaded the door and the owners came and like fucking kicked it, kicked it in and just fucking opened the gym. I thought that was in New Jersey. I wonder if that's the same place. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same place, but um, these guys are awesome. I mean, they got some. Yeah, they got some like, sack on them. That's awesome. Yeah, somebody does. I mean, everyone's just falling. <laughs> like, everyone's just like, okay, you can you can close down my business and make me wear a mask and like. I don't want people gonna, to look at me funny. Yeah, I'm gonna be a good little slave, and it's just like, God, like, are we free men or not? Like, you guys always tell me this is the land of the free. You know, I just I don't see anything free about it, especially when I visit other countries. I'm like, this country's way more freer. I don't know where I was going with that, but we do we have to take it like a like a GoFundMe for Bitcoin Cash, right? That we were talking about. Oh right, so yeah, they they had a GoFundMe for Bitcoin. Like these Bitcoin Cash guys made a whole entire GoFundMe platform out of Bitcoin Cash, and I forget what the platform's called. Let me see if I can. I think it's like. Let me see yeah, it's pretty interesting um, that uh, that they would do that, or they make a new platform. You know, that's super cool. Flipstarter, I think. Yeah, is it? I think it's Flipstarter. Flipstarter. Let me double check that. Flipstarter. Let me go to pre-search. Flipstarter Bitcoin Cash fundraising. Let me see. Yep. 
Flipstarter.com or flipstarter.cash. Oh, cool. So, so there's that. And, and yeah, so we're going to pause real quick for a, for our other sponsor, Devault. Devault cryptocurrency. I really like their cold staking feature. You can cold stake for rewards. Kind of like a savings account in a bank or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Savings account in a bank, but but nobody's touching except for you. It's it's all it's all non-custodial. So you don't need anybody. Nobody else is holding it for you and giving you interest. It's all within your own wallet, all within your own keys. Their default core wallet is so easy to use, super user-friendly. The guys over there just they did an immaculate job, and especially with their wallet, with their cold staking feature. I was able to cold stake in like two seconds, and I'm like, that was e- that was super easy. But yeah, Devault cryptocurrency. They're working on like DeFi right now. What else are they working on? They're working on privacy through Terraform, and you know, it's such a small cap coin that it's like, man, like you know, I wonder where this thing's gonna go. Let me get the exact market cap now. Again, again, like. It's never financial advice. Like I, I don't want responsibility for any of the financial advice. Like do all your own research. But that's- You're definitely a good bunch of guys over there. We've had a decentralized on several times. Uh, yeah. yeah on, on the show to speak with us. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's super cool. So they're definitely a good bunch of dudes over there, or ladies, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> cap is market cap today is around five hundred thousand. So you know, really small cap coin under a million. I definitely think it's worth looking at. So I'm not saying buy it, but I'm just saying that it's worth looking at. And and yeah, I really I really like what they're bringing to the space, especially with with you know how little resources they have. They're really they're real very innovative group. So with that said, we'll we'll get back to it. And so what else did you want to talk about, Dag? Well, I think that we definitely, I don't know if we've, um, if we talked about this yet, but we should definitely bring up uh, privacy for like BCH versus, or we don't even have to mention the other ones, but you know, versus other coins. Why, why is BCH so good for privacy? So first I'd say that there's several privacy coins out there. However, of course, one that's usable is a big plus. And since BCH is used all over, why should we look at that for privacy? Yeah. So, so another property of money is fungibility. With fungibility, if a coin, if like like a gold coin's fungible, it's exactly the same as as the other gold coin. Like one ounce, one ounce of gold in this gold coin is is exactly the same as that gold coin. You can, you can switch them and still have the same amount of value, right? So, so basically, no two coins are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the same, but I'm like, no, that's not right. No. <laughs> Started so, that phrase off backwards. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you caught me. Uh, <laughs> Dad catches me sometimes, but um, but uh, but yeah, uh, all coins are are you know both coins are the same essentially with um with fungibility. So, um, why that's in, important is because you. You know, if one coin has like more bronze in it than gold, and like I think I think the Egyptians started using gold, right? And they would like estimate they'd have these gold nuggets, but like no gold, no two gold nuggets were like the same size or weight. So they used gold uh, for transactions, but it wasn't money because it wasn't fungible because no two gold nuggets were the same. I guess people after a while started to like you know, realize like mm, that gold nugget was probably, you know, not big enough for what I'm trying to sell or, you know, or, or whatever. So, you know, it, it made 
transactions and kind of held down transactions in the market, right? But I th- Greece is the Greece is the country that that first made made you know first made gold money, and that's because they made they minted the gold coins so that they are exactly the same. So the same you know one gold coin in my pocket was the same as the gold coin in your pocket. There was no difference in metals, nothing. So like if I had a gold coin and Dag had a gold coin and we swapped, it would still be, you know, still be pretty much, you know, it'd be the same value. So it's not like they each have an individual serial number or anything weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) This was important because you knew exactly how much, something would cost like with the Egyptians with gold nuggets, it was like, yeah, I don't know if that nugget's big enough. Maybe that nugget's too small. Like, you know, you, you didn't know. Right. So it made, it made, or maybe that nuggets like not pure enough or like whatever. So, but, um, but with minted coins, uh, gold became money and which was extremely important. Now with, now when you compare that to crypto, you have, um, you have some Bitcoin that, that, are what they call tainted or like that coin has taint. And um, that's because maybe that coin was in some kind of dark web transaction or, or, you know, some kind of um, some kind of like heinous violent crime or, you know, whatever, or maybe just like a victimless crime that the government hates or, you know, whatever. So, and when, when like when Bitcoin's tainted or, or has taint, you know, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency exchanges won't take it, all this other stuff. So that's why it's traceable, you know, from wallet to wallet. Yeah. You know, the, and it the, gives them a, a cause to look at that, too. So if you end up with this thing or this fraction of this thing or however you'd say it, <laughs> fraction of this coin, you know, it's almost like you're. Uh, guilty by association, right? Because how did you get this coin? Are you doing business with nefarious people? You know, a lot of questions could be brought up. And of course, you could have nothing to do with that. It's just, you know, the way it goes. And of course, you shouldn't be related to things you have nothing to do with. So, um, you know, so it's very important in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, and I agree 100%, like you cannot have, uh, cryptocurrency really cannot be fungible unless it has some kind of privacy. Because if you can trace every single coin, you can be like, well, you know that that coin was used for X Y Z. So, um, so what are you doing with it? You know, maybe nobody accepts that coin or whatnot. But if it's private, you don't have that problem. And like my Monero is the same as as Dag's Monero. It's the same thing, right? So, and fungibility is a property of money. It's extremely important. And, and so, crypto has to be private to be fungible. So that's why I I absolutely believe in privacy and love privacy coins. But but with with, with so Bitcoin, is, Bitcoin Cash has privacy features that I believe in, like Cash Shuffle shuffles it, or not Cash Shuffle, um, the upgrade to Cash Shuffle, Cash Fusion, mixes it as much as there are like atoms in the like more than there are atoms in in the universe that we know of. Um, it's an insane way to think about that too. <laughs> when you first told me that a while back, I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, it's unfathomable, right?" Yeah. Um, it's, in, so, it's insane, so and so I, I don't clear. think anybody's going to be able to, like, sit there and do like um, blockchain forensics on on stuff that's been cash fusioned. So, um, so let's, let's now, clarify I think something I've, real quick. 
I think of, but um, I do want to, I do want to tell people this is very important. I do think that sure. maybe, maybe quantum computing could figure that out. So just, just, just keep that in mind that, um, that tech could get better and these really advanced quantum computers could figure those things out. But hopefully by then we've got other privacy features. I want to see more privacy added to Bitcoin Cash. Sorry, go, uh, go ahead, Doug. Oh, you you good? I was gonna say, well, what you were saying about like like the advanced you know computing and stuff like yeah, that's always a possibility. Um, but but again, that's just more the reason to use pro- like one of the reasons I say especially people who are not doing illegal shit should use encrypted messaging because tie those fucking computers up, make them work to see you send that text to your grandma. You know what I mean? Make them work for that shit. So, um, but at any rate, um, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to I just wanted to clarify that. Um, that let's say you and I each have a Bitcoin.com wallet, which is also a Bitcoin cash wallet. And I send you some Bitcoin cash. Is that inherently private or should people be taking a certain step to ensure that things are private, like using particular wallets or something like that? I don't know if, um, if the Bitcoin wallet, I don't know if the Bitcoin. That was actually a bad example because they're trying to make it. To incorporate Cash Shuffle, I just don't think it has happened. So maybe that was a bad example of a wallet. But let's assume that it doesn't have Cash Shuffle built in. Bitcoin Cash is not inherently private. You want to use one of those uh, coin swapping apps or something, correct? Yeah. So um, so Bitcoin.com was going to add it to was going to add Cash Shuffle to the Bitcoin.com wallet, but then they like stopped partway through. I think. Them and Badger, I think, was supposed to. I think they stopped part. They stopped partway through. To they're like, oh no, no, we don't want the Cash Shuffle. Um, that's when Cash Fusion came out. They're like, okay, we don't mm. want Cash Shuffle anymore, so we're going to stop development on that. We want Cash Fusion to the Bitcoin.com wallet. So, I think they're, I think they're working on it. I don't, and I could be wrong. I haven't checked the Bitcoin.com wallet in a while, but I do know that. Um, there are a couple wallets that do have um, Cash Fusion. I think maybe Badger yeah. does oh. now. Uh, let me check. I, I'm not sure on Badger. I do like the Badger wallet though. It's Electron a, Cash. Um, Electron oh, yeah. Cash does have a Cash Fusion wallet, and they've got. That's a cash the only one I know of for sure that has it on there. I do believe you have to turn it on. Um, I'm not 100% on that, but um, but yeah. So so double check that, guys. But I believe that is the only one that that I know of that just come that comes with it uh um, and it, it should be, this earlier but it, sh- it should be um, de- it should be default it should the cash okay, fusion cool. wallet uh with electron cash it sh- should automatically be, be default but how you can tell is you do like a, a transaction and then you look at the um let's say you do a transaction with yourself just a small amount you can um you can look at that transaction number and in block explorer or whatever if it's like super complicated and there's like eight different addresses with like eight different amounts um that's how you know you're like i just sent one you know and there's all this crazy stuff on there that's how you know that that is working so and i think electron cash they may have i think their new wallet it will show you if if electron cash is active or not i'm pretty sure uh i can double check later just- but just so everybody knows, like a coin mixer is like, let's say me and like a hundred other dudes, like all through like our like money in a big sack and like shuffled it all up and then 
you know, took the same amount like back out or paid with that. So none of us have the same coins we started with. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of like a, that's a gross oversimplification, but that's kind of how one of these things works so that you're, you know, you're using your same amount, but they're not necessarily the the coins that you started with. So it, you know, that's sort of how this gets hidden. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's say that's, that is a good, um, that's a good analogy. Let's say that, um, Another thing I want to add to that is that that not only helps with like, okay, it's all different, different coins now, but also you don't know how much they really spent. Like some guy could take out $10 and put it in the middle when in reality um, he's just sending $5 to that other guy, but it looks like he's taking out like one $1 bill and one five dollar bill and you know etc right and it's being mixed up with all these other dollar bills and then all of a sudden it's like you don't know like how much you don't know like how much went in and and like how much went out and how much he's getting back and like um because it's shuffled like millions of times you, you have to sit here and like or i don't know how many atoms there are in the universe anyways there's a there's a, Are you um, sure you don't know? You don't have that on the top of your head, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, uh, yeah, I, I, a, I failed you this time. <laughs> yeah, and anything like that confuses the algorithms and just makes it just I- I- impossible or more difficult to track. You know what I mean? Uh, basically, what's going on like that? So, um, you know, it's a, it's. But you know, it, even it's if, good to do that. Keep them guessing. Yeah, even if they do that, you know, then you can just cash shuffle again. Like, um, yeah. Uh, uh I, I think I think like I'm not gonna say like who, but a buddy of mine like sent Cash Fusion. He sent Bitcoin Cash Cash Fusion to another Cash Fusion wallet, to another Cash Fusion wallet. Um and then he sent then he then he's um then he traded it out with Monero to a cake wallet. And then with Monero, he traded that Monero in that cake wallet, he traded the Monero back for Bitcoin cash and then sent it to another cash fusion wallet, which sent it to another cash fusion wallet. And, um, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, so, so yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you do it like that, you've got plausible de- deniability all over the place. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got and, hacked. Um, you you know, know, just, just, I got just, hacked. yeah, just, and, just make them work for it. I mean, for the most part, they're probably not after us, you know, particularly, but you know, all these big, what is it? Um, Binance and Coinbase and all them, like they're, they're the guys making the software to track this kind of shit, you know, and they're, I'm sure they're doing it at behest of government probably to be allowed to operate, you know, um, but, but that stuff is out there guys. So, you know, just, just be aware, you know, for sure. And, you know, anything you can do for a little bit of OPSEC and, you know, give yourself a little more privacy is definitely a, definitely a plus. Um, I guess, I don't know how much more you had. We should probably um, get wrapping up here in, in a minute, but I definitely think we should talk about um, a couple things real quick. One, you know, let's say a secretive way or more secretive or more private way to purchase BCH, which fortunately BCH is very easy to get a hold of. You know, you can even get it on regular exchanges, you know, with KYC and above board and all that. So maybe we should talk about dot local real quick or something like that. And then I don't know, man, what do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Um, were there any other properties we wanted to talk about? I get, well, okay. So before we get into that, I wanted to talk about unit of account real fast. Now, 
this okay. is one of the properties say, the, the of, one that it doesn't make <laughs> yeah so if you and you guys can go back and read my article but but unit of account is one of the properties that most almost you know almost zero cryptos have right now um and that's because you don't go around saying how much ethereum is that computer screen right so it's not really a unit of account yet but i believe that once crypto um has you know, mass adoption and the price stabilizes um, where the price isn't all over the place. So it will make it easier to be a unit of account. And I, I think it will be. And and we're already seeing the emergence of a unit of account kind of in Bitcoin with, with, with the use of, of the word Satoshi's like, you know, how, you know, this is, you know, semi 10 Satoshi's or, or whatever. Right. So it is starting to become a unit of account with with that word, and and you could easily translate that over to Bitcoin Cash. You know, they've so got do the we, same. Do we have a word like that for for BCH? Or would we still just call them Satoshi's, or would we call them something else? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. They've got the same amount of zeros at the end, and um, and everything. So, I mean, you could easily just say, oh, you know, that's however many Satoshi's in Bitcoin Cash, but. Um, so I think it's very easy, you know, you could do that with with um with Bitcoin Cash just as easily as Bitcoin. But um but yeah, I think Bitcoin Cash is exceeding Bitcoin in terms of a medium of exchange. Because you know what? I can buy coffee with Bitcoin Cash. Um I wouldn't necessarily want to do that with Bitcoin, maybe on Lightning Network, but again, like you know, I just don't have the adaptability. If I want to take it off chain or if I want to bring it to an exchange, I'm going to get hit with a large fee. So, yeah, fuck the bullshit. Just use BCH. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, and if, if BTC works for you guys, that's great. That's great. But yeah, yeah. No, and, if, and if you have it, and if you hold it or invest, what, what the fuck ever. I mean, do your thing. And again, like we said, like we, I like competing coins, to be honest. You know what I mean? For, for different uses or different whatever. Like, I, it doesn't bother me. So. Yeah, I like I like competition because competition again, we're I mean in the free market and um but that's know. how that's how we discover better processes, better, you know, better products. So But again, I mean if if and again if, if Bitcoin you know isn't working out for you, then um or if there's something that you don't like about it, uh you know, be open minded. Try something else. Um whether it's Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Monero, like uh what you know, Devault. Um, pre-search, you know, whatever, just, just, uh, you know, give it a shot, you know, $5, whatever. Um, not financial advice, but you know, um, so, so where, where, where did so we want to go after this? Where, where would one pick up some BCH or where would we recommend? I mean, obviously you could get it from any, you know, centralized exchange, but we here at the Nexus don't recommend KYC, um, well, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take this one. Exchanges. I'll let I'll let you take this right, one, Dad, um, because I'm getting tired of my own my own voice here. So, <laughs> uh, I did just write an article about this too. So you know, um, but yeah. Um, so you can get them for very easily from centralized exchanges, which you know, if that's your thing, go for it. Just be aware, you know, taxes, IRS, all that sort of stuff is aware of anything you do on there. Um, decentralized exchanges, you can get it as well, although you would have to have something to trade already um but um my personal favorite for bch it's super easy is the uh dot uh dot local exchange what is it um local.bitcoin.com right um 
they uh you can actually go on there and you can sort of do like p2p you know peer-to-peer trades with people um for uh for bch and i mean anything from um you know a bank transfer to meeting somebody in person to cash app or venmo or you know anything so you just sort of you know people have listings on there you find a price you like you find some terms you like and then uh the site holds it in escrow so it's uh so it's safe uh, i mean do your due diligence you know obviously um but yeah basically you know you make a deal with the person you say i want this they say all right i want that and then they put it in escrow you put it in escrow and then the site makes a swap for you so it uh, it works out pretty well, but that way you're you're under the radar and you don't necessarily need to already have a crypto to trade in a decentralized exchange. So <clears throat> definitely a good way to look into. If you want a little more information, all that I definitely encourage you to check out the article I wrote, which was uh, "Beginner's Guide to Crypto." That super imaginative title. Uh, it's on the Nexus, so you can check that out. And if you have any questions or need any help, feel free to holler at us. Check us out on the Keybase. Shoot me an email. What the fuck ever. We'll get you set up. Yeah, well put. So what are the things that people have to look out on like local.bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash? Dude, all my experiences have been good. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know it's not a great answer, but I mean, every time I've fucking used it, everything's went great. Um, I, I guess in some instances, on um, some of them, there might be some scammers out there, but I... Yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess I don't know how to answer that, dude, because I I, I've never had a problem. I don't really know how somebody would scam me on it, to be honest. Yeah, so I really don't know. Yeah, uh, so I think I think people are having issues selling it. Um, That's where they get scammed is um, when you're trying to sell it on there. Um, That's why that's why you see a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's why you see a lot of like ridiculous terms um, sometimes. Oh yeah, I've had some on the on the the BTC one where people are like, I want a photo of you with your ID holding a letter that states da 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 handwritten and dated. And I'm like, no. You might as well just get it, yeah. <laughs> you might as well just get it from an exchange <laughs> yeah. at that point. Like. <laughs> exactly. You know, just giving some weirdo a copy of my ID. You know, it's even worse than giving the government a copy of my ID in some instances. So like. Um, I don't know about so that. So yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, they make the IDs. They already have them. What can I say? Um, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Um, so so I, I really don't. I really I, I'm I'm not sure. I've and I've never been a good scammer. Like some people are like they're hustlers in the sense they're like good scammers and like they can talk people out of money. I'm I'm not good at that. I'm a hustler in the sense that like I can run a business, <laughs> you know. So so I really don't know. But I mean, I'm sure there's way there's way I know there's ways that people do it, but. But I don't know. Basically, the way I did it is the first time I bought from somebody in a $50 trade, it worked out well. So I just buy from that same person every time. And it just keeps working out for me. So cool. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and I, I think like when you buy something from that person all the time, it's like, okay, we've got this. And Wendy McElroy talks about this in her uh in her book, um, The Satoshi Revolution, that when you trade, you're not you know, you're, you're getting something of, of, you're getting something that you want and they're getting something that they want and both parties are happy, but, um, but there's a lot of things that people don't see um, when they trade. And, and that's that, that's that, you know, you, you don't see the trust that's built between the two parties and, 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 and the goodwill that it creates. So, and I definitely recommend that book. If you, if you guys want to check it out, the Satoshi revolution, it's all over Agorist Nexus, so so you'll see it. It's like one of the featured ones. Yeah, it's very awesome. For, it's for, free download, guys. No yeah, excuses. Free download. You just gotta 
type in your email address and and they send it to your email. So, but, but yeah, great book, but, but yeah, yeah. It's nice to have somebody that, that you can constantly trade with and, and f- feel good about it. So with that said, was there anything else you want to go over? No, no, it's probably a good time. My girl's teapot's going off in the other room. I don't know if it's coming through, but it is like whistling like crazy. I don't know why she's not getting it. So I should probably go check that out. So yeah, let's get out of here. I'm good. Did you have a quote ready or anything? I don't have one. There's a quote by Satoshi Nakamoto that I want to read off here. If I can. Okay. (laughs) Here it is. I I found it. I found it. Okay. Okay. The, the existing visa credit card network processes about 15 million internet purchases per day worldwide. Bitcoin can already scale much larger than that with existing hardware for a fraction of the cost. It never really hits a scale ceiling. Satoshi Nakamoto, 2010. Of course, next is out.